dad started to teach me how to play the drums when I was like living with him. I wish that's something I would have kept. You up. could definitely play the drums. I, if if I put the practice in, I think. I yeah, could. yeah, for sure. sure. Not me. Dude, melodies get raw on the piano. Caden, Caden can play a bunch of shit. It's crazy. Dude, YouTube. I put the keyboard in his room because I was like, I don't fucking use it. But yeah, he could play Still Dre. He could play a bunch of like little Dirk songs and like all kind of like because you know all the trap shit now is like piano and um I don't know. Some of the shit he, like, what I like is that he likes a lot of the shit that I put him on. He likes Outkast. He likes all the old R&B, um, uh, J. Cole. Like, he likes all that shit, but then he also listens to some shit that I'm like. It's weird, though, because, like, what's, I guess, like, something that I can hang my hat on is that I'm I'm not a stickler for, like, like I'll listen to new shit. Like, I, I literally will give anybody a chance. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are just like, ah, that's just whack or whatever, you know, but. It's hard, especially as you get older. Because, like, I, you know, my man, he knows him, Dalton, our dude Dalton, he all the time, he all the time hits me up like, have you heard this new shit? Have you heard this new artist or this new this and new that? And I'm like. NBA young boy, he keeps trying to push that. And I just He pushes, like, so much stuff on me, and I'm like, like I'll give it a shot, but I'm like. I don't like it, and and it's and I'll go to him, and I, I'm honest, if I if I don't fuck with your shit, I just don't fuck with it, and I, I try to be, not to be a dick about it, but I just be like, nah, that ain't do it for me. He's like for real, man, you don't you ain't fucking with Big X to plug. I'm like, he, I mean, he all right, I mean, he a vibe, but like, like you got he, what's hard for what's what's weird for like young kids to to understand about us, our era is like you had to be good, like if if okay. I broke this down for a dude at work the other day. If you play a, a musical instrument and you sing or you play in a band or you play some and you play a live instrument, you automatically get points with me because that's a talent that I just don't I just don't have unless I would you know put the put the thing into it. But if your only responsibility is words, rap or a singer or a lyric or whatever, in any way you're a lyricist and your only responsibility is words, you have to be good to impress me. Mm-hmm. Now I could I could get down with some you know club boppy kind of shit I could get down with that but as far as like like in being impressive you got to come with it man yeah well for me it's like uh, what I have a lot of a problem with with the new shit is if you're off beat and this is coming from somebody who <laughs> who, who who has been off beat a time or two you know what I'm saying but um, if you're off beat like that shit see what saved me a lot of times was. I had some shit to say, you know what I mean? Like, so my shit might not have been as polished as I wanted it to be when I first started out rapping, but it was for the sake of getting a bar off. It wasn't just because I couldn't like, didn't understand that I was off beat or whatever, you know what I mean? And like, I'm, I, and I turned it and made an art into it where like, you know, I'll, I'll go, I'll go like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then hit the eight. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, he's all beat. Nah, he's back. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know who does that? Big Sean does that. Oh, yeah, Big right. Sean. That's so, like, I've man. always, like, when I, when Big Sean came out, because I've been rapping for years before Big Sean came out. When Big Sean came out and everybody started fucking with Big Sean, I was like, y'all motherfuckers used to talk shit when I always do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, it, 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 as long as it's tasteful. But what you said about live instruments, like, you don't get a pass when you're playing live instruments. You know what I'm saying? If you go to a live show and the fucking guitarist is not on time with the in time with the drummer or the bass player is over there fucking. Well then he can't play a live instrument. 
well, that's what I mean though. Like, I mean, he might be able to play, but he doesn't understand the timing of the song. You know okay, what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like, if you turn all the other shit off, like for like with the rappers, it's like if you turn the beat off, he might sound decent, but there's a beat, motherfucker. You got like you're you have these constraints. Go be a fucking poet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the problem is nobody want to hear poetry like. I got that big moon and I got a I got the money in the bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your like there's like that's so not bad. poetry. You know what I'm saying? But that's the only thing that kills me is because as long as you're on beat, like I'll give you a chance. But when they're off beat, and a lot of times they are these days. You know, what I'm like it's not like it's not even abstract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's beyond abstract. Like abstract is like I just said. Like you know, you you come in and out of the beat where you're still in time. It's just like you know, like Tool. Like, y'all ever listen to Tool? Hell like, yeah. Tool, like, it to the average person that's just trying to listen to the time, they'd be like, oh, that's out of time, but it's not. Like, the guitar is going to come back around on the 12. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're playing in thirds or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But these guys don't even understand that. You know what I mean? I'm like, you got to come back at some point. You know what I'm saying? You can't just do 16 It's a all. pattern. Yeah. It's a circle, dude. It's like a circuit. Yeah, for sure. For you play sure. Play live instruments, Randall? I do not tambourine. If I can play it, what's the that recorder? Shit? The I, I excelled at the recorder. Though. Yeah, I used the yeah. crusty recorder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was like Lisa back in the room. <laughs> Lisa like, yeah. Hot like, cross like, buns all night. I had it. I remember the recorder. Damn us! Uh, so I ain't never played. I ain't even never played that shit. Dog. We had to play in a music class in like seventh eighth grade. Really? Yeah. Mm. Our music teacher, our music teacher was kind of semi dope. We had to buy it and everything. We had to buy it almost like 15, 20 bucks at the time. I remember my mom was stressing about that. Dude, we had to buy my daughter a violin. You know how much a violin is? It's like three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, for like a viola, for just like a. I think she actually plays the viola. For just like a decent one. Do you know how much a bass, like a stand up bass, costs? Like seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. But dude, that's the best instrument on the on the on the stage, dude. But that's what we. It's funny nah, you said that. The, that. the big bass, dude. That shit. Kid, Violins mean, and cellos are pretty nice too. They though. are pretty dope, but I'm, that it's like playing the tuba. Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> know. Like, you can't mess with the tuba. violin. When the, for me, when there's a when there's like a big production, violins and the horn sections go go for me. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't. I'm all about that bass. About that bass. I like the bass and the drums. Like they carry, they carry the song. But the but beat, but there's nothing like when them when the horns come in. You know what I'm saying? Like to 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 give you an example is like that out that Outcast song. Like yeah, yeah the song was the hard, but as soon as that thing hit, you like oh here come the horns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but nice. I was gonna say like there was a my uh, Raven, my wife. Uh, yesterday we were riding back. We picked Caden up from school and we we're riding back, and she's like. Uh, or from practice and she's like showing me a um, piano that somebody's giving away for free you know what I'm saying like right. uh, old school piano like and, and I already know like this is my this this is a wife like she ain't, she don't play instruments or none of that shit so she's thinking like decor like yeah. I want to put this in our dining room or in our formal entryway and like have a piano there, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hell no. And she's like, what are you? And she's like trying to sell it to me because I'm a musician and Caden's into piano. And she's like, well, I thought, I was like, he got a keyboard in his room. He could play the guitar, the bass, the drum. Like he could load any sound into that thing and play it. Like we don't need an old school piano. And she's like, well, why, you know, why, why don't you want it? I was like, cause you just want it cause it looks good, but you don't understand. Like there's a reason that bitch free. 
It's like, heavy as hell. It's heavy, it's heavy and it's probably got broken strings. Yeah, it's out of yeah, tune. Yeah, and yeah. and then Caden got in with me. He's like, yeah, I mean, if it's got to be tuned, this and that. I was like, I was like, yeah, we can go get a free piano, but if you want it to be functional, we're probably going to spend a grand having somebody come out here, replace the strings. It's like a baby grand or like a grand piano? Uh, I mean, it was just like uh, like the wooden one that you be that would be at the church. You know what I'm saying? A little flip up. It's been painted like it's oh, all gray, black. like it's not it's black. not the real wood. Like want that mahogany. That nah, is pretty classy though. It is a piano it is. in your house. If it was like painted, but I'm ch- <laughs> <laughs> Did you come through my house? Have you seen the decor in here? Like nothing, nothing's <laughs> functional. It's just like looks good. You know what I mean? And if it were up to me, the whole house looked like this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. like a frat room. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like you said Kurt Cobain, that would be in the damn living room, a big ass fucking Kurt Cobain. And, yeah. Uh, That's why my wife don't yeah. want to decorate either. I'm, I'm a like, big fan of the Power Rangers though. Oh yeah, yeah dude. Like, the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. I wish I could find yeah. an older one. That's the new one. But the new one was pretty dope. That I'm one, sure you that, saw that it. You got dope. kids. Oh, that yeah. one was really dope. That one was dope. I liked how it was like super hip hop yeah, based. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady are my, my kids' favorites for sure. Yeah, yeah they're jammed, dude. I mean, I'm a little upset because um, I don't have like all my favorite rappers. I mean, I do. I got Pac. I got J. Cole. Um, I just got the Juice World one. Somebody gave me that. Somebody gave me Trippy Red. Like, that's one that. Uh, like y'all talk new school, and I listened to his new album. I was so disappointed. I'm not a trippy red fan, but the the art's pretty dope. Whatever. Um, the beats were so cold on that album, bro. I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, the beats were so it's like cold. So I was disappointed like, because yeah, and I was just like, yeah, he just gets on there and mumble hum, auto tune mumbles to it, and I'm like. That, I think that's that's where I fall short with a lot of the new cats. Like I, but 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 I do give them a chance because like I remember Roddy Rich came out. Mm-hmm. He got some bangers, bro. You know, Rod Wave got some dope music. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, NBA YoungBoy actually has some good songs. Like you got to check you gotta, for him when he was when he was much younger. You got to thumb through, but he does do a lot of that mumble hum. Yeah. Blah, 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 I listened to an interview but, with him the other day, and just him talking. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, do fucking enunciate. It's like I, we talked about with our guests. Sometimes you know we get yeah. young young rappers on. They just too cool to just be be themselves. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you don't realize like how far you could go by like. Being just smart. yeah, just or opening up, yourself just opening up. You know what I mean? Like it's gotten me very far. Like nobody's, uh, not that I know, nobody to my face or in the comments or nowhere has been like, this dude's fake. You know what I'm saying? Or this dude's that or this. Like they might not like my art, but at the end of the day, they're like, I- I've met this dude or this dude. You could tell like he's got conviction and compassion behind it. And if you listen to him talk, he's not no idiot you know what i'm saying so like that's what that's what i don't think they understand is just like you ain't gotta be cool all the time man like dude, especially this day and age like back I mean, in the day that's, that's you the had to be like days, dude like that interview with the amigos whenever joe budden was, and him i had, think it's always been that way though like joe if you budden go back to like easy e nwa like they had to put on this hard front you yeah. know what i'm saying and like nowadays i don't understand it because nowadays it's like you get championed for being a sissy so why not be a, why not be oh, open and shit. emotional? You Here know we go, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, you win the Heisman Trophy and you paint your nails. You know, what yeah, I'm even football going sissy, dude. You yeah. have you have one surgery and you become Lady of the Year, or Woman of the Year. That's what I'm Damn, saying. I so I don't understand right why there? why y'all still got right the 
the veil up. Like, just just be your your true self. When I was in, uh, I had a history class one time, and they they went down this little religion thing, and they were breaking down like Islam and shit. And I was like, it's a bit extreme. It's a bit extreme because they're like, oh, we cover ourselves because men are such perverts that they can't ha- like they can't control themselves. I'm like, I mean, we are. Get but in we the can bag, control woman. ourselves. Yeah. I mean, get the, get the fuck, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Yeah. With all that well, shit, I dude. think that you've you uh, you've heard that you've. Uh, so it was weird. As it was a class. Like they try well, to think push that shit down your throat. Yeah, but I think you've been misled because I didn't believe it. No, I'm not saying that you believe it. I'm saying that they. They told you something that wasn't completely true because that's not, and and I'm not gonna sit, you know, I'm not gonna try to like defend Islam by any stretch of the imagination, but they, that's not why, you know what I'm saying? It's out of reverence for the for Allah, the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, the, and it's not, it, it it's not like uh, it's it's like people trying to explain ancient traditions you know what i'm saying like somebody that's from our time trying to be like it's the same in the like even in the bible like women are supposed to cover their hair men are supposed to shave their beards like these are things that are in the torah these are things that are you know what i mean and it wasn't because of like being subservient to men you get what i'm saying like this is things that are like passed down as law from Right. From whatever God you think, you know what I'm saying? And like in our human understanding, we're going, this is this is misogyny. This is this. This is that. You know what I'm saying? Like and it's not, you know, like you're not supposed to have sex with your wife at when she's on her period. Like in the Old Testament, like it's a good rule. Like yeah, but 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 in the Old Testament, like you're not even supposed to yeah, like she, be in the same room as her type right. shit. Like that you know what I'm saying? And in 2023, up. that's looked at as your husband can have his period. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But it's looked at as like being subservient to a man. You know what I'm saying? And I don't yeah. think people understand that like the true tradition comes from being obedient to the your lord and your god or who whatever you decide you know what i'm saying yeah 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 Yeah. interject absolutely Uh, so yeah my my wife and my daughter's veil at at mass where they cover their hair very um traditional like in the catholic church and that's to show humility before god they don't wear the veil outside of church and i think what he was saying was actually kind of correct because a lot of the sumas and um in the quran itself it's saying that's why a lot of the women that leave under Sharia law have to have male escorts because if a male was to do something inappropriate, they were to lose their virginity when they weren't supposed to, they're held responsible for that. That's why you have honor killings. The family will kill the mm-hmm. daughter if she gets raped or something like that. Cause she no longer has a virginity. She's not worth marrying anymore. So they'll a lot of times kill the daughter to restore the family name Damn. because she had sex out of wedlock, even Damn. if it was a rape, but the woman can, can accuse rape, but if she doesn't have at least one or two male witnesses, can't bring rape charges because yeah, yeah, the female yeah. don't have any say. In and the then will they like stone that. her for being a liar? Yeah, um, <laughs> fucked up. I'm not. I'm not like I'm saying. I'm not an expert on on none Islam. of us are. None I, of us are. I have. I, I've studied. I'm really interested in this stuff in my personal time. So I, I've done a lot of reading and and studying on this stuff. Um, I also took a class in college that was theology on Western religions that was mm. trying to be really sympathetic and gave me the best view of Islam possible. It was a school in Washington State. Very hostile towards Catholics, very pro-Islam, 
yeah, uh, seems to 100%. be the way it is now. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna was gonna say. Like, uh, for instance, I seen somebody today posted that they were like, just because, like, okay, we live in America, so obviously, Christianity is the majority in America as far as religion goes, right? You know, but. Um, I've always said, why does, why does Christianity get attacked so much and Islam never does? You know what I'm saying? From atheists or non-believers or anyone, you know what I mean? Like if anybody's like, you can, you can pull up the internet today and they're going to be like Christians, uh, thoughts and prayers, like da, 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 da. They're going to, they're going to talk so much negativity towards Christianity, but they never mention Islam. And I'm like. And and like you can get on and like if you if you go on a trans person or a gay person's page, they're gonna mainly be attacking Christianity, never Islam. And I'm like, Christianity is the only religion in the world that's like not trying to kill you. You know what I mean? They're they're gonna forgive you. You know what I mean? But every other religion's like you're an abomination and you should die. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand why that's a you cold blooded God. You have the beef with Christians, but if you like. Go move to Abu Dhabi. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they'll throw you off a building over that gay stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? They'll cut your penis off. They'll, they'll, they'll mutilate you. They'll, they'll, they'll do anything. Drag you behind a truck. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And and know. thank God we're in America where that doesn't happen because I don't agree with it. But at the same time, I'm like, why? Why are you attacking the one religion that actually has? It's an inkling of acceptance. And I know that you grew up in America and I'm sure you've had, especially if you grew up in the South, you probably had some pastor going, you're going to hell. If you, oh yeah, you know, it was Adam and Eve, not yeah. Adam and Steve. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you've heard world, those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, but, but try, try, try waking up in Abu Dhabi well, tomorrow. Uh, you know we, what have, I mean? we have a man here. His name's Randall. My, Hello. my man, Randall. And, uh, he's been across the world. Yeah. <laughs> so you've seen the other side of things. I mean, how extreme is it over there? It's yeah. It's, and it's, where were you? Um. So I did one deployment in Jordan. Did another one in Korea. Um. So yeah. Uh, I lived in New York, Texas, Washington State, Colorado, Kentucky. What's the religion uh, in Jordan? Muslim. They're all they're all Palestinian Muslims. I don't know the difference between Islam and Muslim. Uh, Islam is the religion. People that practice Islam are are uh, Muslims. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah. So what? What you were just saying? Can I take a stab at answering that? Why? Um, why? Every, like you see, uh, gays for Palestine, trans for Palestine. You see these these flags mm-hmm. now, and why they're so pro Islam and anti Christian? I think the answer is as simple as this. My stab at it. They look at every conflict, they look around the world, and they say, what is more white? That must be evil. Mm. What Mm. is darker skin? That must be evil. And it's sad. I hate that we're there. But if you're white, you're seen as an oppressor immediately. Damn it. If you're not white, you're the the oppressed. Right. So they look at every conflict. They see what happened on October 7th, and they go, well— Sure, they raped and and killed and mutilated a bunch of innocent teenagers at a dance party, but they are less white than Jewish people. <laughs> it's fucked up, right? Yeah, it's fucked up. And so immediately the Jews become the evil ones, right? Even though they were attacked, what was it like 
2,000, 3,000 of them murdered that day, another 200 kidnapped. We're talking about the, the Hamas thing when they came yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too deep into that because we're going to get in trouble. But Right. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but what's yeah. the worst that could happen? We go viral? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. I think you're. I think you're close. I think you're close with what with uh with the stab you're taking uh metaphorically. But uh, what I've always said is uh nobody goes against a lie. People just want to go against the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody, who's gonna fight a who's gonna fight a lie? Like that's a waste of fucking time. You know what I mean? Excuse- well, what's weird is like. This is the most uneducated person in the room to to, to talk about this <laughs> shit with is because like we say lying truth and that shit. Them people don't believe that it's a lie. Both sides believe. No, well, I'm lying. saying like well, what he was talking about was the point I made about why do people attack Christianity but not Islam? Okay. And I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and be like Islam's this big lie because I don't want to want to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But my point is is that. Coming from a place of I, you know, with my beliefs, whether I whether I practice what I preach or what, you know what I'm saying, is that nobody if I if I say all right if I say yo, Anthony's this or that, you know what I'm saying the and it's a lie. You're not you probably won't give your time to it. You know what I'm saying, it's more but not. but if I, but if I have truth in your face that makes you face who you are. Then that makes you mad. That makes you want to fight against well, yeah, it. Yeah, you know because, what I'm saying. Yeah, it puts and that's somebody in a, that's in what a I think is. Zone. Yeah, and I think that's that's more what it is than than just being like white. You know what I'm saying? Like, which Christianity is like tied to being a white religion, which is crazy to me because this shit it started in Africa. You know what I'm saying? Which which like one thing I've noticed um, is a lot of. Uh, Black people in this day and age, right? Uh, and I shouldn't speak on this because I'm white, but I'm going to. Um, we'll say like Christianity, the Bible was created to um, keep slaves in check. And I'm like, you realize that Christianity was in Africa before slavery, before the Europeans ever came there. Never you get what I'm that. saying? Well, I never That's heard facts. That. The well, Ethiopian uh, Catholic Church is thriving. Is, that Bible's older than the, than the, the English The Ethiopian Bible. Church is one of the first churches in the world. You Fact. know what I'm saying? So, like, how can how can the, you think the Europeans created this? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, they didn't. They may have used it in order to try to keep you at bay. Like, the Bible has been used in very salacious and malicious ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. been used to to enslave people it's been used to keep people enslaved like i won't refute that fact the the bible has been perverted by many mouths and many many people throughout history you know what i'm saying like there's no refuting that fact but but there's also no refuting the fact that europeans didn't make the shit up you know what i'm saying they didn't they didn't create it like it goes back way farther than europeans like it goes back to to like I said, it goes back to Africa. It goes back to, like, li- listen to all the towns that they're talking about. Like, you were in Jordan. Like, that's in the Bible. You know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Like, Jordan this River, is, right? yeah, you know what I mean? Like, all Baptist. that. Who got baptized? John the Baptist John baptized Jesus, Jesus Christ in the Jordan, in the Jordan River. River. Yeah. yeah. Right. I got to go the see good it. Samaritan. It like a little puddle now. Oh, yeah. The Good Samaritan. Where is, where is that? I don't know. Jordan? Damascus. Where's Damascus? Don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's all this stuff is Middle East. 
It started and with it's it's Africa to the Middle East. Like this is not a European religion. No matter how much they try to tell you it is. Jesus Christ was a Jew. He was a Semite. Right, he was right, from he was from that area. He's not he's not white. Uh and when after Pentecost, when Jesus appeared to his apostles, the Holy Spirit descended on him and the apostles went out to spread their religion, one of the first places they went was into Africa. When they converted the Ethiopian on the road. I mean, that's, the Ethiopian church has been thriving forever. And our bishop in Charleston of the Catholic Church is is an African, Bishop Jock. I'm pretty sure he's from Africa. But what's crazy now is my side, the conservative Catholic side that's fighting against, well, that doesn't really like the modernization and kind of liberal, what we see as liberal, liberalizing the, the, the Catholic Church, trying to bring the message to new age stuff. A lot of what we're depending on is the African church because it's thriving there and they're keeping the faith and and it's, it's beautiful. Like I, I want, if I had it my way, I'd have all African priests, all African bishops, bring all of them over here because, I mean, the church is lively there. It's spreading like crazy there. Whereas Christianity is dying in America, it's thriving in Africa. And it and like he said, the Ethiopian Bible is older than the King James Bible. The Africa's had it before England did. I feel like I'm <laughs> I want you to this. hear that. All right, well, yeah, they 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 win then because I never heard about I mean, this. It's as simple as that, really. You ever read the book? I, I know, I think you have. You ever read the book, The Shack? Yep, Mm-mm. it's a really good book. I think you actually gave me the book. It's like one of the five books I've ever read in my mm-hmm. life. And in that book, they um they describe Jesus as being like a Middle Eastern man. And I read it when I was probably twenty, twenty two, something like that. And I was like, oh shit, yeah. Then it started to click. Like, yeah, Jesus from the Middle East. Like, and it makes no yeah. sense for him to look like a white dude. He wasn't. He, was he a, wasn't he European. Was, actually, I, mean, I, I think yeah. I think uh, Pastor Eddie shouts out Pastor Eddie. I think he's actually the one that told me like in the Bible it says like Jesus was ugly. Like he was not. They said he was not. He was not like easy to look at. He was. He was. He was well, like. They, I think that says that not He wasn't. He wasn't shit. drawing a bunch of followers because of his char- charisma, right? Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I mean, it was a lot of charisma because he was speaking truth to people, right? And everybody has this like hippy dippy image of Jesus that he was out yeah. there telling everybody what they wanted to hear. Nah, he told you he's like I didn't I didn't come to bring peace. I, I brought a sword. Like I'm gonna tell you about yourself and what you should be doing. And people followed him. You know, like he said, like back then people were thirsty for the truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was weird because like when I that class that I mentioned when they talk about Islam, Muslim, all that shit, they t- they touched on the Christianity thing and the and the Catholic thing and the Jew thing and and the and the Islam thing and they it was just. It was kind of interesting, but I, I I feel bad being biased about some of it because I was like, man, I believe some of this shit so much, but some of it I'm like, eh, I don't really know about all that shit. But it, but in the class, they kind of go on to be like, when the world started getting kind of fucked up is when people stopped depending on religion because like way way back in the day, like people were dependent on religion like when they didn't have shit. They were like, damn, we need we need the God to bring rain because we're not growing shit. Oh, we need God to do this. And like, they, they like heavily, heavily, heavily depended on the church and, and religion and shit. But then once uh, civilization got a little bit more modern, they were like, ah, then you started getting like these free thinkers and then get witches. And they start, they, they call them witches because they believed in the stars and the moon and the science. And they got burned at the stake for that shit. It was pretty interesting. Little I, I used to think like that too. Like it was, it was the stupid older people that didn't, didn't know as much as we know now. And then you read some of these older guys that were devout. Read some Augustine. Read some St. Thomas Aquinas. They're a million times smarter than anybody I've heard in any college class I've been to. And I've been to a lot of them. Yeah. These guys aren't stupid. You know what I mean? And uh, that was part of my journey, too, is 
Well, I thought, you know, we're just too smart nowadays. You know, we know better. And then you go read some of these old guys, and uh, no, they're not stupid. Nah, nah, definitely not. And that's what they try to portray as. But, you know, just the last point, and we'll move off of the religious talk. <laughs> you know, we said we weren't going to get into this rabbit hole. Uh, that's fine, though. It's always fun. Uh, people might hate it. They might love it, but whatever. Um, when you spoke, talking about Jesus, like, he when when whenever he went somewhere like it's it's and not to compare him to like Tupac but it's kind of the same vein it's like whenever if somebody needs to be told that they're pompous and they don't know everything then that's what he was doing you know what i'm saying like if if he walked into the market and they're they're making a mockery of the lord then he's flipping tables, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But if he walks into a den of thieves and these boys need grace and mercy and to see that people love them, then he showed that, you know what I'm saying? And it didn't mean that he approved of this or deem, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't, it's like the truth doesn't have a side, you know what I mean? And that's what I hate about today is that you got to pick a side. We talked about this on the yeah, last yeah. part is, you have to pick. You have to pick this side or that side. What right and wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like the truth is the truth. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think people get that twisted. They because a lot of people will be like, uh, like you said, this new age stuff where they're like, well, well, he 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 ate with sinners and prostitutes and this and that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, but that's what they needed. Yeah, that's what And then what did he say after? He said, repent. Yeah, but he turn would bring from, them in and then he would say, ways, "Repent, you know turn from your ways, yeah. Stop. sin no more, go, sin no more." That's yeah. what he would say. That's what he said. I think there's some kind of comparison about um, what good is a candle in a room full of lights? Like you need you need a candle in, in the darkness to lie, to guide you to the light. Mm. If we're all just being an echo chamber of positivity and this and that, then they're not learning anything at that table. They're my the ones my that favorite need it. quote you just put me on um, made me think of is, "There's not a." It's not enough darkness in the world to snuff the light of a single candle. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. One one candle. One candle burning. You can you can bring all the darkness in the whole universe and it can't snuff that single light. And that's why you have Cheers to, to my homie be the Jesus. light, be the light, baby, be the light. Y'all um y'all ever realize not realize, I just had this I kinda had this dawn on me today, like I don't feel old. You know I'm saying like I am old. I'm getting there for sure. But like you ever feel like, man, I ain't really that old until you see some young kids doing some young kid shit and you be like, what the fuck are they doing that for? And you realize, damn, I used to do that shit too. Mm-hmm. Damn, I done got fucking old out this bitch. I, I, uh, I thought it about the it the other day rapping. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, I'm 30, whatever. I'm like still rapping. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, Somebody I feel, asks you your it, age, it you gotta think about it. Like, too, you know? What year is it? Yeah, but it? I don't know. I think that, uh, R. Kelly and Aaliyah said age ain't nothing but a number. So. They did say that. That was, that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> Especially because R. Kelly in the background of that photo of that album cover. Like, yeah. Shout out R. Kelly. Shouts out R. Kelly. I, I don't well, know. We had, what, what branch of the military were you in? Army. Army? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, R.J. was a Marine. R.J. was a Marine. Uh, and he's he's about your age. Um, I think did, he's a little bit older than us. Just a little bit, like two years, maybe. Yeah, I think I he's think like all, forty. I think we're all in the same family. He's like forty. RJ was a good episode. But did 
I asked him too, did uh, 9-11 have anything to do with what made you join or you just were in a spot where you had to get out and do something? Or you might have been, I mean, we were might you might have been too young for 9-11, really. When 9-11 hit, I Not was... Not too young, I'm oh, saying like he wasn't, yeah. he Probably couldn't 14, join 15, like... I was a freshman, I think. Yeah, yeah so was I. I. So, so like, it's not like he could go out the next day and join because of 9-11. Some yeah. pe- a lot of people did. Yeah, RJ did. I wish I could say it was. I wasn't very patriotic back then. I was, I was running, trying to get high, right? Trying to get messed up. I wasn't even thinking about anything like that. I remember I, I got sucked into that whole uh, loose change documentary mm. about how nine eleven was an inside job and oh, all this. Yeah. I went down a conspiracy it route. It was. It was. <laughs> Jet fuel. Jet fuel don't burn yeah, like yeah. that. Come it on, was. it was. It was. It was. Jet fuel don't burn and melt steel. Yeah. All right. Well, I disagree, but uh, <laughs> but um. So no, I, I wish I could say it was like a patriotic love of country thing. No, um, it was actually when uh, the economy went into recession, and um, I was working installing hardwood floors at the time, making hardly any money, and our work cut down from five days a week to one day a week to twice every two weeks, maybe if I, you know, oh, once every two weeks if I was I lucky. And I had a my daughter was about to be two; she was actually one years old at this time. And um, I had to do something, and my the guy I was working for um, and my brother agreed they were going to go in the military. And I was like, well, I'll go with y'all. No problem. And a year later, because I had to get a bunch of waivers through because I had drug charges. And so it took me forever. It took me a year to actually let for them to let me join. Um, I had to drive down to Jacksonville and meet with Colonel Wolf. I'll never forget that. He was like the head of the regional recruiting office Nice to get a waiver. I drove all the way down to Jacksonville. I waited in the waiting room for two hours. I walked in finally. He said, don't sit down. So I didn't sit down. I stood there and he said, what do you want to do in my army? And I was like, well, I was thinking, he said, whatever the f- we tell you to do. And I was like, yes, sir. And he was like, all right, you can get in. <laughs> What's your sole purpose in this army? Turn around, drove all the way back. Yeah. Turn around, drove all the way back to Charleston and uh, finally got in. And um, I was the only one that went out of the three. I was the, I was the one that. Damn, was, they they yeah, flamed on you. Yeah, dude. they left. Yeah, they, hit you they, with the okie doke. They were like, never mind. And <laughs> they wanted to. Hey, signed. they wanted to fire you, but they didn't have <laughs> the heart. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, hey, let's all join the army. Wink, wink. I wasn't good at hardwood <laughs> floors, bro. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, I joined. My daughter was about to be two, so it was an opportunity. Yeah, I had to go make a life. I didn't know anything about the world. Like, life had been just chaos to this point really and right. um why why do you think that is not i mean uh, you don't have to speak on it but what made it chaotic i guess uh start at the beginning i'll just yeah, go back yeah, yeah, yeah let's I do mean, it all right um so i was born in new york upstate new york on a military base army base fort drum uh my parents actually i was born in germany we moved to fort drum when i was young parents met in the army and uh the the oldest memories I have of my childhood was uh, my dad just beating the hell out of my mom. Uh, so a lot of that, he was a drunk. Um, I remember uh, he was taking me to Cub Scouts one time and, and drunk as hell and hit hit a big snow bank. You know how they shovel snow in New York when they plow it and they put it in the big banks? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the side of the road, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't wearing a seatbelt sitting in the front seat. I was probably two, three years old. Damn. And he smashed into that. I hit the windshield. Um, and then my mom got mad at him for driving me drunk. And so he proceeded to like beat her head against the wall a bunch of times, bloody her all up. 
I'm like two, three years old at this time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm not saying I had it like worse than anybody. I'm not trying to say that, it was, but it was. No, your story is your story. You yeah. can't compare stories. Like I said fu- this. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It is. <laughs> to it say is. the least. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so that went on for a while. My, my dad ends up getting out the army. My mom was out of the army by the time we got to New York. Um, she gets out of the army. They both get out of the army. They, my dad moves me in with one of his drinking buddies from the army in Middletown, ten, uh, New York. Moves him into your house? No, we move into this guy's house. You, your mom, and your dad? Me, my mom, my dad, and my older sister at okay. this point. And I think my brother was born by now or was about to be born. My little brother, Corey. Um, so, move into this house. He's, this dude's got two older sons. End up getting abused by one of the sons there, right? When I'm real young. The only reason I want to touch on this is um, I remember the older the older son, the 16 or 17-year-old one, caught him doing it. That happened like twice. I was like three, three or four. I remember. I don't remember much about this time, but I remember the bad stuff. It's funny how that works, right? Yeah, well, that how shit you gets felt? burnt in. Yeah. How you felt, man. That <laughs> shit gets is. No matter what you were doing, remember how you felt. Um, so the older brother catches him, and he's like, I'm telling, I'm telling. And I remember we went to the pool that night. And so the, the the brother ends up telling my mom, thank God, right? And my mom's like, well, I'm going to tell your father. Now I'm freaking out, right? This dude's going to beat the hell out of me or whatever, you know? Um, So I'm swimming in a little kiddie pool with a little two-foot kiddie pool. And my dad gets over there and he walks up and him and my mom are talking and they're just looking at me, right? And I remember my dad just looking at me like, like that, you know? like And like I just remember feeling like so much like shame about that, you know? Yeah, and I didn't even know what was going on at the time. I just knew that like, oh, I was a disgrace now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that. You know. So then my parents ended up divorcing. My dad leaves my mom for another woman. Um, when I was five, five years old, he takes off. We move down here into my grandparents' house, and my grandma hated my dad. Right. So my whole life, your mom sounds sounds like a yeah, good woman. Mom's mom. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. They she should have hated him. They know. They know. But the problem was, my, my grandma's an angel. I love this woman. She helped raise me. She's a great woman. She she drank constantly. She's an Irish Catholic from, mm. from South Boston, Irish ghetto. <laughs> Just <laughs> Hell, my kind of woman. All the way turned up, man. Yeah, like My kind of woman. Like, uh, this woman was incredible, you know? But when she, she would drink, she would, she would drink screwdrivers starting at like noon. Oof. And by 6, 7 o'clock, she's lit. And then I'm, then, uh, you know, my dad's an, a pig and an a-hole, and I'm a future a-hole and a future pig. Oh, well, that's fucked up, Granny. And then get drunk. You look just like him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah That yeah. crap, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you ain't never going to be shit and all, you know? And so I heard a lot of that. Um, and then she'd put me in the car sometimes and drive me around just trash, hitting mailboxes. And, and I always, like, didn't understand why my mom would let, let that stuff go on, you know? And she would try to say something, but my grandma was so alpha, man. I'm telling you. Oh, alpha, There man. was no stopping her, you know? Damn it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot of that. And I just remember uh, I was never comfortable since then, like, through all that. I was never comfortable with just being me. You know what I mean? I always wanted to be somebody else, right? Or something else. And then I found drugs. And uh, then it was cool. Like, I went from... I went from like a straight A student trying to just impress everybody and always being told you ain't you ain't nothing anyway, you're gonna be your daddy anyway, right? 
to saying, F it. I found drugs. I can just get high all the time. This is about sixth grade. In between sixth and seventh grade. And so I just stayed, I just stayed messed up all the time. I found something that I was good at and I thought I could fit in with other people just doing that, you know? So I'm pretty much just smoking weed all the time by this point. Is that what you were good at? That was what I was good at. Yeah. 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 I can smoke. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, I found yeah. something, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And it immediately like, well, if I had a, if I had a bunch of weed, people wanted to be around me. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny how that happens? It's funny, yeah. All of a sudden, man, I got people offering to give me rides, places, you know, hang out at the house. I always had people around, you know. Yeah. It was cool. And um, my mom was never home at this point. We had moved into a house around the corner from my grandma's, and uh, my mom worked full time, went to school full time. And so uh, we had the house to ourselves from six in the morning till nine, nine at night. Damn. Yeah. That's, and it, that's a bad age to have uh, like dude, that, dude. Yeah. It was all the way turned up. I can relate. And uh, yeah, so me and my brother are just getting, getting tore up all the time. Like it started with, you know, I was doing it and I was like, well, you're not going to tell on me. So you got to do it too. Everybody got to be guilty. Yeah. Everybody got to be guilty. Right. So at this point, sorry, not to cut you off, but at this point. How much is your dad in your life? Not at all. Not at all? Okay. Uh, yeah, from the time they split when I was like five or six, I maybe talked to him one or two times until I was like 12 or 13. Um, He would pop up every now and then, uh, like a phone call. And, um, you know, I'm going to send you guys stuff. I'm going to do Did this. Did that ever reconcile or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we talk now. Um, he's clean now. He's been in um, AA for... I think he's got like 16, 17 years sober now. Okay. But he still he still smokes weed and stuff. But he's sober from alcohol. Marijuana is not a drug. <laughs> for most people, I agree. here for some marijuana? Yeah. I, I've always, uh, not, not to derail it, but I've always just said that a drug is anything that keeps you from being like, you know what I mean? Like. If you got if you if you got a problem with coffee and coffee's making you not take care of your kids and not go to work and not you know what I'm saying like then then you need to stay away from it you know what I'm saying and that, uh, sex you know there's sex addicts there's like you know what I mean yeah so, I agree I, like the, yeah just a little segue just a little tidbit is like if you're if anything deters you from just being a good person to and handling your responsibilities then that probably ain't something you should mess with you know i agree 100 percent. and with my personality i'm so addictive to everything like i found coca-cola when i got sober i found coca i didn't ever even drink sodas all we had in my house was like the knockoff grape soda or the knockoff mm. orange soda she and was Kool-Aid, fired right? though yeah she was I got, fired though <laughs> i got introduced to coca-cola when i got clean i was like 20 i was like 30 at this point uh august 25th like, damn, why'd they take the real shit out of this yeah <laughs> right i drink i drink a coca-cola at a restaurant the first time i'm like i was yeah. like i was like wow this is amazing you know and then you know i gained i gained like 40 pounds in in, in like yeah. a year because now i'm addicted to coca-cola right right, right. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. it's everything with me it's sex old. it's sex it, it's 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 anything that changes the way i feel it's it's a wild cherry pepsi recently got me i had fire. to get off that shit yeah fire. that was a hard one to kick right that shit's um, so fire yeah. Well, it's hard for people who, because uh, I've got, like, my whole family is addicts. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's it's weird because it, it it skips people, you know, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's like, you know, this this aunt has three kids and, like, 
one of them's a, a fucking scholar, like, could have went to Harvard and, like, has all their shit together, and then, like, the other two are fuck-ups. You know what I'm saying? Like, completely... Yeah. And, and, like, they got the same genes. They 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 grew up the same way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, addiction doesn't, like... It's weird. Like, it just picks... It, it grabs a hold of somebody, and, like you said, like, it could be something simple as Wild Cherry Pepsi. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like... It's me. Like I, I, I've been trying to lose weight. You know what I mean? I lost fifty pounds like year and a half ago. And I just got like super. I had to like make myself addicted to being like. Yeah, that's you know what I'm I mean? the same like, way. I have to obsess, and it sucks yeah. because I wish I had like an addict. Sometimes you wish you had an addictive personality. You know what I mean? Because I don't. So like anything that like I anything in me that I want to do religiously or addictively, like I have to force myself to do because I don't have that like gene in me that could just like attach yeah. to something and have be like, have, um, this is me. This is what I do. And I do it religiously like every day. Gym. Like, yeah. Like people that live in the, yeah. the people that are like, yo, I have to go to the gym today. I'm like, God bless you, bro. Right. Have you heard about, I'm sure we all have heard about it, but, um, ice baths, like that's the yeah. new thing. Dude, yeah, not doing that. Fuck. That yeah. shit. I'm I went. I, I, I went to just yeah. like wash my I've been face this morning. To do it, though, and, and, just to, yeah, but yeah. dude, I went to wash my face this morning. This morning, and the water was taking forever to get warm, and I had to go because I was kind of in a rush. I had to wash my face with cold water. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I couldn't imagine having dunking my whole body in thirty six degree water right, right. for seven minutes. Nah, be like, this is so healthy. Fuck, yeah. fuck dude. <laughs> I'm, doing, that shit. I'm doing a program right now called Exodus 90, and part of it is cold showers, but we, we turned it down to only cold showers on Friday. So every Friday I have to take a cold shower. How's that? It just started last week, How and it was, it? No, it was brutal. Yeah. I it can was, do cold showers, but cold bath, cold ice bath, that's that's different. I did the well, ALS I know we, I know we pivoted, but... All right, so we, you know, like you, you grew up with your, you, you moved to your grandma's and started getting into drugs in the sixth grade. All right, so like, you know, give us the short version of how you ended up deciding to go to the military and then where that took you and how that, how that helped you or hurt you. Yeah, so, um, I'm doing nothing with my life at all. Um, I can't even keep people around me because all I'm, like the people that were around me were fake. They just if I had drugs, they were there. If I right. didn't, they weren't there. Um, and I was so selfish that like I I would I didn't want people around me that I couldn't use either. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty jealous that you guys have been friends since like high school and stuff. I was never like that because I was just focused on me all the time. Like I have to get the next high always, you know. And um, and so the the real friends I had that didn't get into the drugs that I had best friends. You know, um, at that time, and they all just kind of separated once I started going way off the rails, you know. Um, so anyway, I was always like, cocaine is the one thing I'm not going to touch. Like, I won't touch that. Smoking weed, not a drug. All cool. But right. like you said, I couldn't right. even function with weed. Like, I wouldn't even go to school. I'd wake up, roll a blunt, smoke it, and be like, not going not to school. Not doing shit yeah. today. Yeah. Same shit. Same yeah. shit. So I had, uh, I think I had like 42 unexcused absences my last semester of senior year. They let me graduate anyway. Damn it. It was like I used to cut school all the time, um, stop going. And it, it was crazy because like I had, anyway, I had opportunities to do something with ed- the education stuff. Like I wasn't stupid, but I just like stopped caring at all. And um, so then I got introduced to cocaine and stuff. And I was like, here's why I say maybe it is a, a a gateway drug for some people because I was like, well, I'm weed already or cocaine? weed. Because okay. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, in my mind, I justify it. I'm like, I can do cocaine because I'm already doing a drug anyway. I'm already doing illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. What's the difference, right? Yeah. 
So I tried cocaine, fall in love with that. Try ecstasy, I fall in love with that. Mm. Try try oxys, fall in love with that. So then I'm like, I gotta stop trying stuff, right? Everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try, I love. I love. Um, so I never. Well, I can't say never, but for a long time I didn't touch heroin or nothing like that. I was like, I can't try that, right? And I'd always say, like, well, at least I'm not smoking crack. At least I'm not doing heroin. So I'm better yeah, than these people. Always. Yeah, keep myself sick. All drug addicts would be yeah. like, uh, yeah, all drug addicts are like, I'm still better than them. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, if they're, if they're a crackhead, they're like, well, meth's way worse than crack. I'm not like, look at these meth heads out here <laughs> taking know, apart lawnmowers, scratching shit, mm-hmm. and stealing catalytic converters. You know, yeah, for sure. And so, just like every drug addict, I go, well, if only I can get out of here and change my location, I'd be better. Yeah. Because I wouldn't know anybody, right? So I joined the army and um, it's cool, man. I, I excel. I love basic training. I love AIT and all that is so strict and disciplined. There is no drugs. There is no alcohol. There's just the camaraderie is crazy. Like I really fit in well. Um, Did you feel like you got addicted to the discipline? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly. Felt, I felt the way in college. Because I was so lost, man. Like um, I didn't have a parent there telling me do this now, do this now do this now it was like it was an open world right you ever get into an open world video game and you just look at the map and you go that's too big and i don't know where to start Mm -hmm. this and turn it off and never play it again right that was like me every day like i had no idea where i was going i didn't think about the future and when i did it just made me want to get high because that's too scary right Mm -hmm. no idea what i'm gonna do um you go in the army and it's everything like you're gonna be here at this time we'll come get you you ain't gonna be late um then we're going here. Then we're going. It was very structured. I didn't structured. have to think, you know, and um, and I like that. I oh, found yeah. something that like finally where I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, and I can do this, you know. Um, and then slowly the discipline starts to relax some. When you get out of basic, AIT is slightly less relaxed, and it's crazy because I always seem to find the people that I don't need to be around. So we get one pass. We get our first pass like three weeks into AIT, which is where you learn your job. What's AIT stand for? Um, Advanced Individual Training. So it's where you're going to learn your job. Okay. So I'm like three weeks into this and uh, we get a pass. We're supposed to stay on base and stay in uniform. We have to go with a battle buddy. Everywhere you go in the army, you got to have a battle buddy, right? Mm -hmm. You go in twos just in case something happens. You know, you guys are together. This guy is like, we're changing into civilian clothes. We're going off base. We're going to a strip club. And I was like, okay. Damn right we are. <laughs> Damn right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found my battle buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, so we go. <laughs> Jeff was like, yeah, hey, I need that yeah, battle yeah. buddy. <laughs> my saddle buddy, we gonna get a ride. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll ride, you know? Yeah. He's like, I got the taxi, I got everything, don't worry about it. I was like, cool. He's like, just sneak your civilian clothes under your uniform, we'll take it off when we get off base. I'm like, okay. We drive an hour and a half to Richmond. We're supposed to be on base. This is a day pass. We're Richmond, supposed to be back by North six. Richmond? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we go to Richmond, Virginia to a strip club. And we're having a good time getting drunk. I'm getting hammered. We're not supposed to drink. We're not supposed to smoke cigarettes. We're doing both of those things. And we're an hour and 10 minutes away when we ain't supposed to leave the base, right? This dude, we get in the cab to go home, okay? And I'm sitting in the back seat. He's on the other window. And next thing I know, he turns blue and passes out against the window. And I'm like, what the hell? Cab oh, driver. Battle buddy. Cab driver starts freaking out. I'm pulling over. I'm calling 911 and dropping y'all off. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Drops us off on the side of the highway. This dude is foaming at the mouth. Blue. Head like slumped. Yeah. Ambulance gets there. They put him in the back of the ambulance. I'm standing on the side of the highway. 
And um, they come out and they go, what were y'all doing? And I was like, uh, we were at the strip club. We drank, smoked cigarettes. He goes, they go, nah, we hit him with Narcan and he woke right up. So what were y'all doing? And I was like, I wasn't doing anything. Like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Of course, the one battle, the first battle buddy I pick on my first day pass. ODs on yes. ODs on heroin that he bought from a stripper at the club in Richmond. Uh, and now I got to go back. to he, They take him to the hospital now and I have to stay with him. So now I'm on the phone with first sergeant and commanders at a base and all this stuff um, because my battle buddy had a heroin overdose on our first day pass when we weren't supposed to leave base and we're an hour away, right? Mm. I'm not, I made horrible decisions. Okay? I'm not going to act like trouble just found me, right? I made horrible decisions. I picked this dude as a battle buddy. I kind of knew he was crazy. He, I think he yeah. was from New York, yeah. but he was a wild guy. Um, so anyway... Um, he make that bad of a decision that night. <laughs> he yeah. made way worse decisions. Bro, yeah, he made bad decisions. So uh, we get to the hospital, whatever. Um, I'm on the phone with the commanders and the first sergeants and all that stuff. And um, they're like, well, did you do anything? I said, no. They said, well, you're both going to get drug tested when you get back. If you fail it, you're going to be gone. I said, I know. I passed mine. He failed his. And um, he, st- he still made it in the Army. They didn't care at that point. <laughs> they they needed people. Needed we need bodies. Yeah. yeah. I think he still made it at AIT, actually. But I never went off base with him again. Oh, um, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, right. Hey, first sergeant, I need a new battle buddy. Mine's broken. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what I was going to say, like, I managed to stay drug-free. I was in the Army for six years. I managed to stay drug-free for, like, five and a half of them. You know? And, um, but, like, an addict, I would just I would just drink. Drink so much. Like, I, I went in with... I would drink beer, but mainly just smoke weed. And I, I wanted, by the time I came out of the army, I was an alcoholic all the way. Yeah. Like, uh, um, on deployments, didn't really drink that much. But as soon as I got home, it was like, I'm making up time now. Well, I lost all this chance to drink. So I got to make it all up now. And, uh, it got, it got bad. Um, and then one of my deployments, um, my NCOIC, who became a really good friend of mine, um, he was an E6, and I was an E4 at the time, so he was in charge of me. He was our he was our little platoon leader and our squad leader, and um, he's telling me the whole time, "You ever do cocaine? You know, as soon as we get over there, you ever do cocaine?" I was like, "Yeah, I liked it a lot." He's like, "Cocaine." He's like, "You ever shoot it?" I was like, "What do you mean with a needle?" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Nah." I just snorted. I don't, I don't mess with no needles. He's like, bro, if you if you uh, try it one time with the needle, you'll want everything you ever snorted up your nose back, and put it in that way. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. So for so for nine months, we're over there, and this guy is just telling me how wonderful this is, right? And so, probably three four months into this deployment, I'm like, dude, I can't wait to get home. Yeah, I'm trying it. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh so get home and immediately I go on leave. I come home. I tell my brother. I said, "Listen, man, I gotta try. I gotta try the needle. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that." I'm like, "Nah, I really want to do that." He's like, "No, you don't. Trust me." Um, I was like, "No, nah, I do." And he's like, Are "You sure?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, we'll do it then." So now I got 30 days of leave, and me and my brother are just, you know, half ounce, eight balls at a time. Half the time we're we're doing half Roxy's, half half Coke. Damn it. We're speedballing. We're we're going crazy. You know what I'm saying? And by this point, like I'm hooked, dude. Hooked. And um we're living in Texas at this time. And um 
I just have I have a young one on the way now. I have two already. You have another and, one coming? And another one coming. God damn. And now bro. I'm now no, I'm hooked, at this point. Bro. Oh, I thought we were talking about now. I was like, this motherfucker going to no, have a, give me a few months. Stay in the story. Uh, football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Follow cool. the story. All right, so I met, I met my wife now in the Army at Fort Hood right before this deployment. And um, Damn, I mean, was at Fort Hood when they shot that bitch up? Um uh, when did nah, they shoot Dallas, right? Yeah. No, they shot up Fort Hood, but I think I, was, I, think I came there right after okay. that. Actually. Fort Worth is Dallas. Yeah, Fort yeah. Worth is Dallas, yeah. But Fort Hood, some dude went Shot up all the cops shot and shit. shit up. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was bad. He killed like 32 people, I think. Crazy, man. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got a young wife now. She's I'm 27, 26, 20, 27 at this point. And she's 18, about to be 19. Fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, I like I fell for this girl before we left, so I pretty much told my wife, my ex wife now at this time, like, uh, you know, we're done. And that marriage was was doomed to fail from the beginning. That was I married her, or we got together when I was really young. She got pregnant. That's what you tell yourself. No, I'm just uh, it was bad. I, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't totally want to joking. I I don't want to sit here and like dunk on her like it's all her fault because I was a piece of crap at this point. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But, but we, that's a real man. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, so I'm just, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. brush past her. Uh, I was a piece of crap. The marriage was doomed from the start. We weren't serious at all. Um, she got pregnant. I was like, well, I don't want to be like my dad. I got to be there. So I married her. We had another kid. It was it was this disaster all the way through. Um, so it was pretty much over when I left. She, um, yeah, I don't want to dunk on her. So we're going to get into details on her. But uh, anyway, so I meet this girl on, on deployment who's my wife now, who's uh, amazing. Um Young, beautiful, you know. Yeah. She's Catholic, you know. And I that's where I wanted to be. That's where I, I was raised, cradle Catholic. I didn't live up to my values, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I wasn't living or practicing my religion, um, obviously. Uh, but anyway, so she's young. She's beautiful. She's Catholic. She loves me. I'm like, this is it, you know? If Now that I got this girl, I'll definitely stay clean, right? This will solve all the problems. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a young one on the way, and now I'm just banging Coke and Roxy's with needles constantly, you know? And I'm like, well, once I get back in the Army, I can't do that anymore. So now I'm just doing it on Friday night. So drug test Monday, I should be good. Well, then it bleeds into Saturday. Then mm. oh, I'll stop Sunday night. I'm sure there's no drug test, you know? Somehow I made it all the way through that last few months in the Army without getting popped. Um it was sketchy though. Like I'd show up Monday in formation, and I'd have like a uh, Elmer's glue bottle with somebody's pee Piss in it. Yeah, 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 trust me, I know the feeling, yeah, yeah. bro. Not uh, on me, but yeah, I know the feeling. No one, I ain't getting away with that because they watch you, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I was freaking out, paranoid all the time. Just uh, anyway, so now me and me and the NCO we're back together too at Fort Hood, and so I'd go to his house or he'd come to my house, and we're we're medics in the army, so we got all kind of cool stuff. So we'd put catheters in these, in ourselves. So we don't have to keep shit hitting the needles. Yeah, we would just juice it through the catheter. You know, we were getting real fancy That's with it. Wild, dude. Dude, it was bad. Um, and I'm drinking a thirty rack of beer at night. Damn. I'd buy I'd buy a half gallon of um of military special whiskey, and that would last two or three days because the beer wasn't working no more. Mm-hmm. I'm doing so much coke. Um. Uh so I'm doing all this for a while. Like I I get out of the army. Um, and then it just goes out of control. So I get, I get all this money getting out the army, right? They pay you for all 
your leave. Your, I told them I was moving back to South Carolina, so they paid me for that. I didn't go nowhere. I stayed in Texas with my wife, <laughs> who <laughs> was still in Army, you know. And so, oh, no, they got me back. Don't worry. Yeah. I, I, they wanted receipts. <laughs> I didn't have them. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, so I would just, I would drain our bank account all the time. Um, anyway, let me fast forward a little bit. So now we got two, two, two kids together and two of mine. So we got, we got four kids now, right? <laughs> and, um, so now it's really out of control. So I've been, I've been going crazy, you know, um, I'm covered in track marks. I'm just, I'm, I'm made up like bad. And, um, it got to the point where like I was draining our bank account and I would tell her like, oh, I'm going to run to the store and get diapers or cigarettes and be gone for five, six days. Oh, you know the old going to cigarette yeah, store. Yeah, got him yeah. again. Going to get some milk. Yeah. <laughs> damn, them damn cigarettes must be far away from daddy. And I remember um, vividly, man, like um, I would come home and uh, she would just be like, why? You know, and mm. she would just she would never yell at me. You know, that's it's what the was worst. crazy. Yeah. It's the worst. I'd rather you like, yell. Just, just yell at me. And she would just sit there and go, I love you. Like, I want you to get better. Like, what do we got to do? And I would I would break down, dude. I would. And um, I'd look at my kids. I'd look at my wife. And I would break down. And I would. I remember being in the shower. And she would just stand there. And she would watch me just to make sure I wouldn't leave again right away. Yeah. And I would promise her. And I would mean it 100%. Never going to happen again. I'm done. Four hours later, I'm right back out the door, man. I couldn't stop. And uh, <laughs> that's what I remember about it, like, just being so hopeless to this stuff. Like, I, I couldn't. Are you still in the Army at this time? Huh? You're still in the Army at yeah. this time? No, no. This is when I'm out. So okay. I got out in 2015. This is about 26, 2016. Okay. Early 2016. So one time, so in August of 2016, I tell her I'm going to get diapers, and I'm gone. Four days, right? And I'm at this, I'm at this crack hotel, right? <laughs> Real classy joint, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roaches everywhere, prostitutes everywhere, crackheads everywhere. There's, I mean, you know. And um, I got a bunch of drugs in a room, you know. And I'm just chilling. And um, I remember like I ran out of money, ran out of drugs, and I'm sitting on the front. And I, this is how bad I was too. I when I left, I would steal her phone just so she couldn't call me because I didn't want to be bothered. Damn, nice. <laughs> nice move Bruh. strategy modern problems modern solution <laughs> bro it was bad um, can't call me with no phone so so I'm, I'm there for like four days same clothes I didn't bring clothes or nothing you know same clothes dirtiest nobody craps. plans on staying gone for four days right bro yeah no it, it, it starts as like hey, I'll did be gone you get for a few the diapers hours. nah <laughs> <laughs> no. Shall I go with diapers? No, no, Baby was wrapped in a expensive. towel or something. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> um, yeah, we're Catholic. We do. Uh, the, we wash the diapers. Yeah, that's right. We the got cloth, cloth diapers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember I was sitting out there. It'd been day four. I'm sitting out in the sun. I ain't got no money for the room. So, and I'm like, well, I can't. I can't call her. Right. She ain't got no phone. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm just. Her. I'm sitting there, and I remember looking over, and there was um a really heavy set prostitute and she had like her whole all the business on the streets you know looking dirty and nasty and i was like well at least i'm not that yeah then i heard the voice clear as day and just you are just like that nice. you are just Absolutely. like them Absolutely. you're right next to her and that yeah that's when that's when the realization set in right there and i and i was like oh and i i went 
and plugged into uh, my cell phone to the car charger. And right when I plugged it in and it turned on, I got a call. I answer it and it's my wife. She's on one of her friend's phone and they're driving around looking for me. And I'm like, I'm like, here, this is where I am. Come get me. She comes and gets me. Little did I know she had already called my mom and my dad and they were both going to fly in and they were planning an intervention for the next day or for whenever I got home. And, um, when I heard that voice, like, no, you are just like them. Some, some clicked, you know? And, um, I really was, I think done at that point. Didn't know how I was going to do that, but, um, I really wanted to be done at this point. So I get home and, um, She's like, well, I've been looking into it. There's NA meetings and your mom's coming in town. She wants to check you into rehab. And I was like, I'm willing, like, let's go, you know, I'll go right now. She goes, well, do you want to check out this NA meeting tonight? And I say, yeah. So get home, shower, change my clothes, take a little nap. Excuse me. And, um, we hit this NA meeting and, uh, it changed my life. Like, (laughs) I swear it did. Um, so the first thing is I go in there and it's a bunch of people sharing their stories. Right. And they sounded just like where I was right? talking about how they couldn't stop. They wanted to stop so bad, but they kept, you know, it was the same, same kind of, we're all different, but with addicts, man, we're all kind of the same. Like, yeah, yeah. We just get, we're, we're, we're that powerlessness, you know, that they talk about, like you can't, you can't stop it. And, um, they were all clean. And some of them talking about I'm 13 years clean. 16 years clean I heard like six months clean and I was like what like you didn't do nothing for six months I don't believe you like at first but then I was like wow you know like it's possible and then they did this reading at the end I'll never forget it and it said uh, when at the end of the road we find that we can no longer function as a human being either with or without drugs we all face the same dilemma what is there left to do there seems to be this alternative either go on as best we can to the bitter end jails institutions or death or find a new way to live right i heard that and i was like and then they said right that i was like um you know in years gone by very few addicts ever had this last this last chance people that are addicted today are more fortunate you know for the first time in man's entire history a simple way has been proven itself in the lives of many addicts it's a simple spiritual non-religious program known as narcotics anonymous welcome home right welcome welcome home and i and and it blew my mind right i was like wow it's it's spiritual. They're all talking about a higher power. They're not talking about God, right? Because I'm a cradle Catholic. I had read the Bible, been to church every Sunday when I was a kid, you know, got all my sacraments. I'm like, that can't heal me because if it could heal me, I would have been there. Maybe this will, you know? And so um, I keep going back every night, you know? And um, it's, yeah, it's amazing. I get a sponsor. I start working some of the steps. And then... um I got clean, I think, the first time on August 15th of August fifteenth of 2016. Relapsed once on the 25th. Um, or the 24th. 24th, I relapsed. I go go off base. I think I had just got, it may have been, I got clean the first time the 14th and relapsed the 24th or something. I got, just got like a two-week or a one-week uh, pin keychain. Right. And I was about to get a, a two-week clean chain. And... Um, Messed it up. I went out, used one more time, drank one beer. I was like, this ain't even worth it. It didn't even feel the same anymore. Didn't feel right, right? Didn't feel right, yeah. Drove immediately back home first, you know. Woke my wife up. 
I was like, hey, I just relapsed. She was like, why'd you do that? I was like, I don't know, because I'm stupid. She goes, well, how do you feel? I said, like, it, it ain't worth it. Like, I'm ready to do this for real now. So then 25th, um, 25th is my actual clean date. That's the first day I had I didn't use all the way and stayed that way. So it's it's going on, what, seven years now? When did and, you start trying it? Or when did you start, like, uh, the college Yeah, thing? so I got clean in 2016. And then um, I start working for a landscaping company or something. And I cut grass for a while. And I was like, um, that was fun. I don't know. I like, I like doing that stuff. Like, Yeah, man. You know that work. instant gratification? I'm Honest an addict. Yeah, instant gratification is cool to me. When you push a lawnmower, you know, you see your work immediately. It's rewarding. It is rewarding, right? So I do that for a while. I like it. Um, but then I'm like, you know, I got to do something else. My wife's still in the military. She's like going field problems and downrange i'm raising all the kids like I'm, I'm taking care of the kids during the day you know and i'm like i gotta do something at night and she goes well you should go to college and i said okay well what am i gonna do she's like i don't know one of the hardest things there is to fucking yeah do, go to Be engineering school well because like my whole life it's been like well i just want i want my family to to like i don't know like uh respect me you know oh yeah and um so i'm thinking about what i'm gonna do i'm terrible at math I was You're in right. high school. You're right. I mean, I guess. You're right. In high school, I didn't even, I made it to algebra two, like, you know, and at half the time I didn't even show up and I got like a 70 because right. I didn't do homework. Because that's public education for you. Yeah, it was bad. Um, But I was like engineer. People hear that. They respect it's it. It's heavy, man. My family will not disrespect me if they, if I have an engineering degree, right? right? Wrong. Yeah. No, wrong. Yeah. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let me kind of interject. So, so I meet you. Three years ago, right? Yeah. We meet in college. So for you, for those that don't know, I, you, we went to college, actually a military school. I didn't go to military. He was in the military. But we meet each other in, in college. And I'm immediately drawn to you. Like, of because of, like, in, in our school situation, it's not what you think about like in like a day-to-day -day college student's life. Day-to-day -day college students live amongst each other. They Their, their classes are like 40 people. Yeah. Like there's like 40 people in, in all different classes. Our classes were six or seven of us and we all took the same classes and it was only six or seven of us. So it was me, you <coughs> and like five or six other people. Right. So I was immediately drawn to Randall. A, he's from around here. B, I just relate just mm -hmm. because like, and not taking nothing from anybody that we in the school with, but like none of them really lived the lives that we lived. Right. right. I wasn't heavy into drugs or banging cocaine or anything like that, but I definitely was around people that banged cocaine. You know what I'm saying? All of us were. So when we met in college, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my guy. Connected with him. So to see you go from telling us your story to fucking walking across the stage at a, at a, at a military college, dude, at a, at a four-year university, dude, it, 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 it's a sense of pride that I had in myself and in you and, and the rest of our classmates, too. So to know that you came from lower than all of us, no, no disrespect meant, but lower than all of us to doing what, walking on the same stage that we all did – that's quite the accomplishment, dude. That's absolutely. That, that what I what I could give my kids was that diploma. You know what I mean, dude. I give and, it mine too. I, I say the same shit. And it was it was it was a beautiful thing because my older kids, you got to remember, were they 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 were aware. They were there. Know? Daddy yeah. was gone for a lot of this. Like, what the heck was going on? You know, and 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 they had they had a lot of rough times, like a lot of rough times, and. um it was like, you know, I can apply myself and I can do something for you, you know? I tell my daughter all the time, I joined the Army for you, but I went and messed that up, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if I could have been... I was I was a good soldier. 
I think I think I was a I was a good soldier when it was work time. Mm. As soon as work got out, I didn't know how to act. I I got demoted twice for fighting, getting drunk at bars and fighting. Um, I stayed in trouble, but I never got chaptered. They never kicked me out because when it was work time, it was work time. I was like. I was a company commander driver for a while because the guy thought I was like high speed, you know. I was running like sub 12 minute, two miles. I could run. I could run fast. I trained hard. I was a good shot, you know. And I was serious about what I was doing. I loved yeah. my job, you know. Dude, I mean, that, that speaks volumes when you're serious about what you do. Not, not only just like what you do or what I do or what you do. It's like yeah. anything that you do, dude, if you if you put yourself into it, man, you really, really take it serious, that's where, that's where people excel. And that's why I got so much respect for you because – I've never met a more hardworking person in school than this dude. Like, I don't know if you know, you know, Anthony, you know how this, you probably know him a little better than me. Uh, (laughs) But like, we used to call him the cyborg. Like this dude, like he would not give up until he understood completely what was happening on every subject. Like, I'm like the yin. He's the yang. Like, I got to tell him like, calm down, bro. It's not that serious. Like, just chill. It's going to happen. That. Let's do this to the its fullest potential. Yeah. That's how I look at yeah. it. Let's let's be the best. And I'll say that for all like like I said, there's only seven of us in the class. There's six or seven of us in our in our little group. I would be like, nah, we're all going to do the the best that we can do. If yeah. somebody was slacking off, I, I I call them on a Saturday morning, eight o'clock in the morning. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? Why aren't you doing it? Come yeah. on, bro. You know that shit's coming up. Let's 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 fucking go, dude. Right. Well, I, I dope. I'm so I'm proud of both of y'all, man. Good shit, man. I'm glad that y'all did that shit, man. Uh, I feel like we're gonna need a part two because you got. I don't even feel like we got through a quarter of your story. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, I'm I'm thankful that you were willing to share share it because I think you're um, probably the third recovering addict we've had yeah. on. Yeah. Third or fourth. Um, and the the stories are all similar, you, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like the, obviously, y'all have your own stories. Y'all grew up different, but um, a lot of because what's what's weird is like I've so like I know one was came from a good background, came from a good family, yeah, good structure, loving, right. good structure, all that, and 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 I'm glad that we have that contrast because the other the other ones, you know came from a chaotic background, like with a abusive this or abusive that or like a broken home or bouncing around, like all those things. And like a lot of times people think like that's what makes an addict. You know what I'm saying? But the other Charlotte, shout out Charlotte, shout out Charlotte. love her. That's like my sister. She came from a great background, but both parent home super loving like everything they need everything you could want like nothing never wanted for nothing and she still went that route you know what i'm saying so i'm glad that we've had both those stories on this podcast to be told because uh like you said i know i was we we talked about like weed and i was like oh it's not a drug or whatever and like i'm not a big smoker or nothing like that like i don't I, i could give a fuck less honestly but it can be a gateway to people you know what i'm saying and and that's what i meant by like coffee or this or that it's just like if you find something that you just can't get fixated off of and you know it's not good for you just just run bro run the other way like like damn wild cherry pepsi uh, yeah like that that, like (laughs) get you that's always been my goal for this podcast is like to teach people like that's why the slogan is like think hard works more if you want to grow just add water like literally like 
pour into yourself in a way that helps you grow. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. stop, stop pouring poison into your body that's stopping you from this growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all, y'all are a testament to that with college. Like, y'all know how much fucking work that takes, and you can't have no kind of um. I, I like me doing this podcast. Like, I know that it looks fun. Like, we just sit here and talk, but shit, when these fucking cameras shut off, dog, I got. I got like we we gonna sit here for an hour hour and a half talking, but I'm gonna spend eight ten twelve hours on this bitch editing it, exporting it, getting it ready for the the vocals everything you know what I'm saying and that's what I mean it's just like it, it it's it's like pouring yourself into something that can can just promote growth in you and the people around you, like that's the next step I think and I and I hope that people take that it's like. Once you once you once you've got yourself in a good space and you've poured a lot into yourself, you got to start pouring into others. That's right. Yeah, because what they say, my cup runneth over. You know what I mean? My cup runneth over, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm thankful to share some of some of, some of my water with you yeah, and I'm you sure. and you. But uh, I'd love to have you back on and and finish what uh, we started talking about with you, man. This is our boy Randall. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having my boy yeah, come on. Like we always say, think harder, work smarter. If you want it to grow, just add water. Randall, Schizo, Cousin Sal, Water Boy. It's the Water Pop. Peace. We out.